Well, good morning, Northside. Sunday morning, so glad to gather with you again. I'm excited about our service today and what the Lord is going to speak into our lives. I want to remind you about a couple things. One is our Next Steps form on our website, northsideac.org slash next steps. You can go to that um, page and that allows you to kind of connect with us through some prayer requests, but also allows you to point out maybe what your next steps may be. We'd love to hear from you and love to follow up with you from there. Uh, we'd also encourage you right now to take this time to reach out to somebody and connect with somebody digitally. Uh, typically, we shake hands and we hug and that sort of thing. We can't do that right now with social distancing. So take this time and just shoot a message to somebody and say, hey, missing you today. Just let them know that you missed them. If you want to send a message to several people, uh, please do that. I know that we all have our tablets and our phones handy um, because that's how we're viewing this service. So once you turn around or turn around, why don't you reach out and connect with somebody digitally? We'd also remind you about our offering. You can give of your tithes and your offerings um, at northsideac.org give. And you guys have been so faithful in your giving which has allowed us to meet several needs. And we're just super thankful for your faithfulness in giving. And I know that God is going to truly bless you for that. Uh, so right now, let's go to the Lord in prayer as we begin our service in worship. Father, I want to thank you, God, for this opportunity to gather. God, and we ask you right now, Lord, that you speak to our hearts. God, I pray that you put away all distractions from us, God, and help us to truly hear from you. Father, we love you. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.
Northside, and we are in our series Overcomer. We're talking about what it means for us to be an overcomer and how we can be an overcomer because uh, Jesus overcame. And several of you have been sharing your overcomer stories, and it's been such a neat thing to be able to see those and to listen to those on Facebook. And I would encourage you, if you haven't shared your overcomer story, to share your overcomer story. Let people hear how God has helped you overcome something in your life. And I wanted to start today by with a question. Have you ever looked at our world and kind of felt like evil was winning? Have you ever looked around you and just felt like all you saw was, was negative and all you saw was bad and all you saw was evil? And I bet most of us kind of feel that way right now, especially in this midst of this COVID-19. It's kind of hard not to feel like evil is winning. I mean, if we look at the news, all we see is bad. If most of the time the the reports we get on Facebook, it's negative. Most everything we see is negative. It's, it, it seems to be evil. It just seems as if evil is winning. For a long time, I even stopped watching the news just because of all the negativity there was. There were stories of abuse, of, of neglect, of, of murder, greed, betrayal, and it all just almost seemed normal. I mean, let's be honest, our, our entertainment is almost even centered around those things, isn't it? It's centered around evil, and it's centered around... Uh, things that are just aren't of God. So it's e very easy to feel like evil is winning. And I think in the midst of all the evil, sometimes it's easy for us to even wonder, where is God in the midst of all of this? Maybe you've had something evil happen to you or, or something hurt you or something hurt uh, somebody you loved and maybe you're struggling with forgiveness or maybe you just look and you just can't help but see the evil all the way around you. So when we get to that point, I think it's very important for us to look back at Scripture and to look what Scripture tells us. And our key Scripture for this series has been Ephesians chapter 6. So let's look at Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 10. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take a stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground after done everything to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. And that's what we talked about last week, how we can overcome lies with truth and the belt of truth, how important that is in our life. And then it says, with the truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. 
The breastplate was a vital piece of armor because it protected the most vital organ. It protected the heart of the soldier. So Paul is saying that righteousness is a breastplate. It protects our spiritual heart, if you will. Okay, it, God's righteousness it puts protection about us. The Webster's definition of righteousness is this. It's acting in accord with divine or moral law, being free from guilt or sin, or being right with God. So the question is, how do we overcome evil? Well, we overcome evil with good, but in order for us to overcome evil, we, we really have to see it in, in two different avenues. We have to look at it in two different ways. How do we overcome the evil within us? And then how do we overcome the evil around us? So that's our first question. Question number one is, how do we overcome the evil within us? I know what you're thinking. Hold on, Ryan. I'm not evil. Okay, I'm not a murderer. I'm not, I'm not you know, trying to do harm to people. I, I'm genuinely a pretty decent person. I'm not evil. You know, I, I may not be perfect, but I'm certainly not evil. So let's look at what Jesus says. Mark chapter 7, verses 21 through 23. It says, From within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, fornications, thefts, murders, adulteries, Deeds of coveting and wickedness, as well as deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things proceed from within and defile the man. So Jesus tells us all those evil things proceed from within us, from, from our heart. It goes on to say in Romans chapter 3, verse 10 through 12, There is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one under who understands. There is no one who seeks for God all have turned aside together. They have become useless. There is none who does good. There is not even one. Now, I know you're probably feeling super encouraged right now, and you're probably thinking, I'm turning this guy off. Okay, let's go do something else on our Sunday morning, as opposed to listen to this guy telling us that we're evil. But, but what we do have to understand is this. Before we can overcome the evil around us, we have to be able to overcome the evil within us. We have to be able to deal with the evil that's inside each and every one of us. And when I say evil, what I'm talking about is the fact that the Bible is very clear in the fact that we're all sinners. Okay, we've all made a mistake. We've all dropped the ball. Okay, we've all missed the mark. Um, if you don't believe that we're all sinners, just go to Walmart. Well, maybe not now because of social distancing, but just watch a toddler when they don't get their way. Watch the way they respond. How do they respond? They typically respond by throwing a fit, right? They respond by throwing a fit. Now here's the thing, as a parent, you never taught your toddler how to throw a fit, right? You never taught your child how to lie. You never taught them how to cheat, okay? You probably never even teach them how to throw a punch, but when they were two years old, they figured out how to hit somebody. Why? Because the Bible says we're all born with the sin nature. Okay, we're all born with the sin nature. We're sinners by nature and by choice. So when the Bible talks about this evil, how to overcome the evil within us, it's talking about that sin nature. Now, I know that sounds like a lot of doom and gloom, but there is some good news. The good news is that Jesus Christ in his goodness and his mercy overcame that evil for us by his death on the cross. See, that's the beauty of it, is that Jesus overcame this evil 
through his death on the cross for us. But not only did he die on a cross, but the Bible says that he rose again. And his death and, and resurrection enables us through faith to become righteous before God. Or in other words, his death on a cross enables us to be made right with God. So how do we overcome the evil within us? By being made right with God. And that only happens through a relationship with Jesus. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. It says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. See, here was the thing. Because we're born sinners, because we're sinners by nature, our sin has to be dealt with. Okay? It has to be dealt with. There needs to be a sacrifice for our sin. And Jesus became that sacrifice. Jesus, who was perfect, became the sacrifice for our sin. He took our punishment. Now, what a transaction when you really think about that. When Jesus died on a cross, he took the punishment for our sin. When we, and so when we accept him as our Savior, we then receive his righteousness. What a transaction takes place. What a great transaction that is for us. When we accept Jesus Christ as our, as our Savior, we receive his righteousness, and we now, through his death on the cross, are made right with God. And we do that by accepting him as our personal Lord and Savior, by receiving his forgiveness and the pardon from our sin, we receive the righteousness of God. So that's how we overcome the evil within us. It's by accepting Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. It's by making that choice, by crossing that line. So the question then is, how do we now overcome the evil around us? If we overcome the evil within us, by accepting Christ as our Savior and by asking for his forgiveness for our sin, then how do we deal with the evil around us? This is sometimes even more difficult than overcoming the evil inside of us because it's so easy to feel helpless when you look at everything that's going on around you. It's so easy to feel helpless. It's easy to feel like a, a victim. And it's even more difficult when that evil specifically lands on your doorstep. How do we handle that? I believe the book of Romans kind of gives us a step-by-step -step process. Look at Romans chapter 12, verses 17 through 21. It says, Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, It is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. Verse 20, On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not become overcome. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So the first way that we can overcome the evil around us is by leaving vengeance to God. Number one, leave vengeance to God. Remember what he says? It says, do not repay anyone evil for evil, for it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. Now, this is against our nature because we like revenge. Okay, we want the scales to feel balanced. If you hurt me, I want to hurt you. See, over the years, I, I have learned not to seek vengeance for myself. I, I have a pretty thick skin. But when it comes to my kids or when it comes to my wife, well, that's a different story. See, you can say anything you want to about me. 
you can call me whatever you want. You can, you can talk about me. You can say whatever you want to to me. But when it comes to my wife and kids, well, those are fighting words. Okay, I, I, I want to avenge them. I'm not so much worried about myself, but I want to avenge them. I'm very protective of my, of my wife and kids. But we have to remember whose the vengeance belongs to. Romans tells us that vengeance belongs to the Lord. It belongs to God. So when we seek vengeance, we're stepping into the role of God. We're stepping into a place and we're putting ourselves in God's role, a place that we were never intended to be at. So we have to leave the vengeance to God. To God. Now I get it. We want our wrongs to be made right. Okay, that's our human nature. We want wrongs to be made right. We want the scales to be balanced. We want people to hurt the same way that they've caused us to hurt. You know, I've seen a lot of people who at the end of their life have accepted Christ. And, and I've heard some people even almost in a way be upset that a person could live their life however they wanted to. And then at the end of their life, accept Christ and all things are forgiven. And, and it's in us to almost think, well, that's not fair. It's not fair that they lived a terrible life and, and yet at the end of it, they can still be forgiven just like anybody else. And it's almost in us to think they don't deserve that forgiveness. Have you ever thought that about somebody before? Maybe somebody's hurt you and, and you begin to think they don't deserve my forgiveness, they don't deserve God's forgiveness, and, and that's natural for us to feel that way because we want the scales to be balanced, we want wrongs to be made right. But I think if, if we're really honest, none of us deserve God's forgiveness. See, but here's the problem. When we see sin, we see it from a side view. Okay, we see sin from a side view to where some sins are greater than others. Okay, we see sin from a side view. But when God looks at sin, he sees it from a top-down view to where all sin is equal in his eyes. So we have to leave vengeance up to God. Now I know we want the scales to be balanced, but we have to remember this, that we serve a God who is a just God. We serve a God who, who is just and, and he, and he will avenge. It just may not happen on our timetable. It may not happen in the way that we want it to happen, but we do serve a just and holy God. I think we have to remember what God has called us to do. He's called us to love our neighbor as ourselves. As a matter of fact, he said the greatest thing that you can do besides loving God is to love your neighbor as yourself. So we have to, the first thing, if we want to overcome evil with good, the first thing we have to do is to leave vengeance up to God. Number two, we have to plan to do the right thing. We have to plan to do the right thing. Romans, it tells us, be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. So we have to make a plan to do the right thing. We can't control what happens to us, but we can control how we respond to what happens to us. We have to choose. We have to make sure that we're being proactive, not reactive. It's so easy for us to react to situations. Somebody says something to us, so then we react to it. Somebody does something to us, so then we react to it. We have to learn to be proactive. Here's the thing. We all know the things in life that irritate us. We all know the people in life that irritate us. So when we come in contact with those things, we have to be proactive about how we're going to respond. For example, little 
a little confession time for me. I hate calling 1-800 numbers. I hate calling customer service numbers of any sort. Why? Because I always end up frustrated. I always end up mad. I always end up upset about something. And it, all, the, all of them start the same way. You call a customer service number and it's press one for this, press two for this. With your best ability, please describe the problem you're having. So I describe the problem I'm having and the computer I'm talking to doesn't understand me. And it says, it sounds like you said this. And I'm like, no, I said this. And I have this back and forth with this computer. Finally, I get to an individual. And by the time I'm at that individual, I'm already worked up. I'm already aggravated. And then I tell them the problem that I'm having with their particular company. And at the end of the day, they can't really help me. I get so frustrated when I have to call customer service numbers. So I can either be reactive in those situations or I can be proactive. Ways that I can be proactive is before I make that phone call, I can just say, God, help me to honor you on this phone call. God, help my speech to be kind. God, help the things I say to be honoring to you. But when we're just reacting to the daily irritations of life, there's a good chance we're going to react in an ungodly manner. Here's the thing. I have no doubt that this pandemic that we're experiencing, the social distancing, the quarantine, the, all these things that we're currently experiencing, I have no doubt that it's very irritating. It's irritating for me. I miss us gathering together. I miss church. I love the fact that we're able to gather this way, but right now I'm looking at an empty room as, as I'm preaching. And, and sometimes that's irritating. You know where I want to be on Sunday mornings? I want to be inside this building. And I want to be looking at faces. I want to be hugging people's necks. I want to be shaking people's hands. I want to put my arm around somebody and pray with them. This pandemic can be very irritating. Maybe it's irritating for you because it's affecting your livelihood. It's affecting your business. So it's irritating. Maybe it's irritating for you because you feel like it's, it's inhinging upon some of your rights. Maybe it's irritating to you because you now find yourself having to be a school teacher when that isn't what you were called to do. Maybe it's just irritating because you're at home and your spouse is just really bothering you right now. Maybe you're just irritated. But here's the thing, even in the midst of all those irritations, we have to choose to react in a godly manner. We've got to learn to be godly. We have to plan to do the right thing. We have to plan to respond in the right manner. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 15 says, Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. I love that. Always strive to do good, but to do good, but to do good for who? It says to do good for each other. Notice it didn't say strive to do good what is good for yourself or strive to do what is best for you, but strive to do what is best, strive to do good for each other. As many of you know, if you've seen on my, my Facebook, I've, I've put down new new flooring in our house and I had to run to Ace to, to get a transition piece and I'm standing in line. If you've been in Ace, they have the different squares marked out six feet apart. So I'm standing 
six feet apart from the person in front of me waiting to check out. And this lady just stands right in front of me, just stands right in front of me to check out in front of me. And I'm kind of looking at the back of her head and I'm thinking, hold on, I was in front of you. Okay, and I'm already a little irritated and, and tired and worn out from putting in the floors. And, and I, to be honest with you, I wanted to call her out. I want to say, hey, you cut in front of me. Hey, I'm supposed to be in front of you. But I had just kind of finished doing some studying for this Sunday sermon, and I had to stop and remember 1 Thessalonians, but strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. See, I have to plan to do what is good. If I don't plan it, there's a good chance I'm going to react in a wrong manner. So we have to plan to do what is good. If we all want to overcome the evil around us, we have to leave the vengeance to God and we have to plan to do the right thing. Number three, we need to learn to live peaceably with all men. Romans, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Now this is easier said than done, isn't it? Because we still have that desire to get even. We still have that desire for wrongs to be made right. We can't feel like we've been bested by somebody. We can't feel like somebody has gotten the edge over us. Just like I was standing in ace, I didn't, it bothered me that somebody cut in front of me. Someone yells at us, we have to yell back. Someone pushes us, we have to push back. And then we look at the first phrase of this verse and, we, and it says, to live if, as far as, as it, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So we, then we say, well, it's impossible. It's impossible to live at peace with everyone, but we have to look at the next phrase. As far as it depends on you. This means we have to do everything in our power to live at peace with others. In other words, we don't escalate the situation. If somebody pushes us, we don't push back. We don't escalate the situation. Someone yells at us, we just simply say, I'm sorry, I'm not going to respond to that. And we walk away. Now, some of you may be thinking, well, I'm not going to be a doormat. Now, this isn't being a doormat. As a matter of fact, this is actually taking power in the situation. Because if someone were to yell at you and you say, you know, listen, I'd love to have this discussion with you, but I'm not going to talk to you if you're yelling at me. You then take all the power because it forces them to have to calm themselves before they have that conversation. Now, there are times when we can do everything to be at peace with people, but someone still doesn't like us or they still won't let something go. Or they even think and... And, and, and they try to do everything they can to irritate us, to get underneath our skin. So we can do everything on our end and things still not be at peace. Well, that's when we go back to the first thing we said. We, we leave vengeance to God. We then leave that in God's hands. We do everything on our end and then we allow God and leave the rest to him. See, we will always encounter evil in this world. People will hurt us, disappoint us, hurt our loved ones. We can't avoid it, but we can overcome it based on how we respond to it. So how do we respond to evil? How do we overcome evil with good? One, we first have to address the evil inside of us. We have to first address our sin nature. And the only way we do that is through a relationship with Jesus. 
But how do we overcome the evil around us? One, we live, we leave vengeance to God. Number two, we plan to do good. And number three, we do everything we can to be at peace with everyone. I love Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. It says, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. This verse tells us to keep doing the right thing, keep doing what is good. And if we do that, God will honor us and God will bless that. We just got to keep doing the right thing and not give up. A few next steps. Number one, trust Jesus as your Savior. If you want to address the evil within you, if you want to address the sin nature within you, the way you do that is by trusting Jesus as your Savior. And you do that by simply saying a prayer and asking Him to forgive you and to be the leader of your life. So if you've never asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins, right now I'm just going to pray a short prayer. And as I pray that prayer, I would invite you, just in the quietness of your own heart, sitting there on your couch, you can pray this prayer as well. It goes something like this, Dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. And I've done things that are wrong. And I realize that you died on a cross for my sin and that you rose again. So Jesus, I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins, to come into my life and to save me. Be the leader of my life. Thank you for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, I'd encourage you to let us know. You can go to our website at northsideac.org slash next steps and on that next steps form you can let us know that you receive christ as your savior for the first time we'd love to follow up with you and celebrate with you so that's our first next step is to trust christ as our savior second next step is to, next step is to be proactive instead of reactive plan to do what is good plan to do the right thing stop being reactive in situations but be proactive you know the situations that are going to irritate you Okay, you know the people that are going to irritate you, so plan to do good. And number three, strive for peace. Strive as far as it depends on you to live at peace with everyone. Well, church, let me pray for you right now. Father, I want to thank you, um, God, for the fact, God, that your scripture speaks into every area of our life. And Father, right now, I ask, God, that you help us as followers of you to overcome evil with good. God, help us to, to learn, God, to be proactive and not reactive. God, help us to strive to be at peace with everyone as far as it depends on us. And God, help us to remember, Lord, that vengeance at the end of the day belongs to you. God, we look forward to what you're going to do in our lives. God, help us to honor you. It's your name that we pray. Amen. Hey, Northside, it's Amy. Back again to remind you that we'd love to hear from you. If you go to our website, www.northsideac.org, there you'll find our connection card. On it, you can give us your next step, your prayer requests, your praises, or just let Pastor Ryan know you are here. On Monday, our Mills Ministry fed 49 people in our community and gave groceries to several different families. Last time we asked, you filled our pantry, and we need your help again to this week. If you can think meal prep kits, that would be awesome, like spaghetti, Tuna casserole, mac and cheese, and peanut butter and jelly are always good. Anything you guys can give, we can help people with. But to do that, we also need you to go 
to remember to give your tithes and offerings. If you'll go to our website, www.northsideac.org give, or on our app, there you can give electronically. You can mail your check-in or you can bring it up to the church. We hope you have a great week. Thanks, guys.